Yo, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Word of the Day podcast. What is kindness and goodness? Is it a lost cause? Does it really matter if we are good? Let's talk about it. It's the word of the, it's the word of the, it's the word of the, word of the, word of the day. It's the word of the day, it's the word of the day. I am so glad that you can join us once again on the Word of the Day podcast. Hey, man, it's been a crazy year this year. There's a lot going on very fast from coronavirus to racial tension, man, to shifts of power in the government. And then either super Biden or your mega Trump and it's one or the other and it's all out vaccine hopefully will come out sometime soon. So there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of backbiting. There's a lot of division. And as Christians, we should exemplify Jesus in a whole different light. Like we should be shining in this moment as Christians because of the darkness that surrounds us. And I'm not saying we need to be perfect. I'm not saying that we need to be, uh, you know, flawless in what we do. But we strive for that because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so we don't do it to perform to show people like, yo, look, look at me. But at the same time, there's there's something that comes out of us. Right. So God is making these new types of people. That's what he's doing from Genesis all the way to Revelation, we just see this epic story about Jesus coming and then Jesus has come and then he has redeemed his people to make him into a new type of people. He has a people unto himself. We are living out this new type of identity because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And so, The Holy Spirit, which is an awesome gift that God has given us, has not only allowed the Spirit of God to dwell inside all believers that confess Him as Lord and as Master, but He empowers them to live this new type of way, right? There's this grace that has been given, unmerited favor that we don't deserve, that's also an empowerment to live this new life that looks a lot like Jesus. So the church is this hub of new people that live out this type of fruit in their lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. Now we're talking about kindness and goodness. Kindness and goodness are two words that are very closely tight, knitted together, if I can say those words. Now they're two different words, but at the same time, like, like they're kind of interchangeable um, as as Paul kind of mentions this in the letter of Galatians uh, chapter five. And so let, let's focus on the word kindness. Now, that sounds kind of self-explanatory, like, you know, we want our kids to be kind. Uh, we want our friends to be kind. We want other people to be kind towards us. Um, you know, kindness. Right. So kindness is is goodness, honesty, uprightness. Mildness, like the noun is the quality of being warm or considerate, humane, gentle, sympathetic, right? For example, Ephesians chapter four, 
Verse 32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgave you. Right? Like, pause. Like, let's take inventory for a little bit. Like, be kind to one another. Be mild-hearted. Be considerate. Be humane. Be gentle. Be sympathetic. Not if it's your personality. Not if that's kind of the, the, the thing to do. Right? Like, this is this is who you are. You are this now because of what Jesus Christ has done. Forgiving one another. Like, that's a big deal. That's like showing kindness and forgiveness even to your enemies. Even if your ex-husband, even if your ex-wife, even if your friend that backstabs you, like we are still showing kindness because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we are still displaying and showing that there is no favoritism because God did not show favoritism to us. Come on, somebody. He did, he did not say, oh, look at that. Uh, that person's really gifted and awesome. No, you were bojankity. I was bojankity. I was busted, messed up, broken down. And yet God and his grace and his mercy chose us by the foundations of the earth. And he said, these will be my people to represent me on the earth. And so we do it in our everyday relationships, y'all. And I know this is difficult. This is difficult because life is hard. And so when we're called to forgive people, I, I love it. It's not just a hard for you, you better forgive. It's like, hey man, be kind to one another, tender hearted. And then how do we display that 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 tender heartedness and that kindness? Man, the end of that is forgiveness. And so how about, you know, you may still remember, you may still have that feeling of frustration, aggravation, like why'd you make that stupid mistake in dating that person? Or why did I make that financial decision and that business move? You know, why did I decide to uh, invest into this company and yada, yada, yada. Like you, you could think of all these different reasons to be mad. And and instead, what would it look like to just first just try to be kind? <laughs> first, just display what it's like to be tenderhearted, sympathetic. And so kindness is a transformation of the heart. Kindness slash loving kindness of God is an equalizer. The Bible talks about it being shown by every class of person. We're talking kings to the poor, every kind of relationship, whether it's marriage, friends, or strangers. And uh, without any prejudice, like I said earlier, given when un, uh, given when deserved and undeserved. And so... When the rubber meets the road, how you know your tires actually really work is when you're using them, right? When you're going down the street or if you have a truck and you have a little off-road package, like how do you know that this deal is going to work the way it says it's going to work? You got to put it on that trails, honey. You got to put it on them, that, that little little off-road chute. Like you got you to do it. What a lot of Christians do is they say, hey, I got this new life. I got this transformed life. Take a look at this. And honey, your your transformed life isn't supposed to be sitting in a garage looking nice and pretty like some pimped out car. Your transformed life must be put on display for all to see. 
And again, this isn't to say, oh, how awesome you are and how wonderful you are and how kind you can be. No, 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 no. You, you are displaying this light and life that has been given to you by our gracious God. We want to display this to others. I'm going to keep repeating myself in this because I think we miss it. I think when um, a lot of Christians, they start using Christianity as a self-help mechanism and really sermons, podcasts, all those books that we're reading, it's just reminding us of what's already been made available through Jesus Christ inside of us. Like we have this wonderful gift and we must be put it on display. So as often as we do and our desire to give of ourselves, the minimum that is required, this is the most hum- human nature to do. We want to give the most minimum to anyone, right? Some people, I, I, I know groups of people that they, uh, they only have their select friends and family um, because too many people have hurt them. And so they have built up walls. They claim to be Christians. They claim to be followers of Jesus. And yet they don't display forgiveness and tenderness of heart and mind and an action to family members, to friends, to siblings. And so what's difficult here is that we want to be so selective of who gets the grace of our lives. When, when God freely gave it to us, we hold back and who deserves God's grace and mercy. That's what it comes down to. It's like, yeah, I, it's like, it's like a rich family pours into this little boy or girl and the mom and dad is like, all right, go ahead and share this, honey, share this with anyone and everyone. And we selectively pick who deserves it based on our own kingdom. And we often strip, we strip kindness of its power and we leave it even our, we, we leave even our closest relationships lacking in the depth and the richness that God longs us to experience. Kindness is one of the key attributes of the love we are compelled to show for one another. Like this is 1 Corinthians, y'all. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Like this is love. Like when we show kindness and tenderheartedness and like we, we, we put this on display. We live in a world of hard hearts. Like there's no if our ands about it. Like we, we look at the news and we just see like how divided people are and and we have all these different camps. Are you the mask are you the mask wearers? Are you the non-mask wearers? Are you the vaccination people? Are you the anti-vaccination people? Are you the um you know are you the Trump supporter or the Biden supporter? Are you the you know, are you the Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter? And then we got all these segregated places. And yet we're so divided. Now, there's a beauty in diversity. Hear me, hear me. As a black man, there's a beauty in diversity. And so uh, what I mean by that is is different thoughts, different philosophies, different cultures. The beauty of that those things are is that they, they display and they show and they contextualize differences. But when we begin to use our differences and say, this is it. Like black is it, white is it, 
Trump is it. Biden is it. Like, that's where it gets out of hand. Like, there's a beauty <laughs> in black. There's a beauty in white. There's a beauty in Asian. There's a beauty in Latino. There's a beauty in certain types of culture. There's a beauty in those things that are put on display that God puts on display through different cultures and different genders and nationalities and dialects. Like, it is so beautiful. And yet, we are so divided because we think it is our way or the highway. And, and, when it comes to Christianity, like even when we're displaying like, hey, like Jesus Christ is the only way, like we are never called ever called to be divisive about it, uh, to be hard hearted about it. But we are simply to deliver the good news of Jesus with loving kindness, even when a family member doesn't even agree and lives the opposite lifestyle. We show it that much more so we can put Jesus on display. So back to the point at hand, we live in a world of hard hearts. Kindness is often seen as leaving ourselves vulnerable and being taken advantage of. In order for us to reflect the kindness of God to others, our hard hearts have to be softened so we can see others the way God sees us. See, I know I'm striking a chord with some of you listeners right here because you have a you have a hard time being vulnerable because that means you will be put on display. Your your heart will be easily poked and maybe even hurt. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Your Christianity is not supposed to sit nicely protected. Your Christianity is supposed to be put on display. And even if you have to be treated like Jesus, kicked, whipped, hit, spat on, even crucified, you will display kindness to others. Kindness is a heart change with this transformed heart comes a transformed way of living. This is where goodness is put on display. Goodness is generosity, uprightness. Goodness is a behavior uh, that is modeled after the Savior because he chose us, because he cleansed us, because he adopted us into his wonderful family. God expressed our worship for him in celebration of this renewal by displaying goodness. We want to display this goodness to others. We want to freely give it to others because it's been freely given to us. Matthew 7, verse 11. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? Like there's an overflow of expression of goodness that is poured out because of the kindness of of God's heart. And the same from a Christian. A Christian, the kindness of the renewal of your mind, out of that is displayed through goodness. God is so good that he gave, guys, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is huge. This is the gospel he gave. And so this is where vulnerability comes into play. 
we have to be willing to give ourselves to others. And I know this sucks because you don't want to. You don't want any more friends. You don't want any more connections. You don't want to give of yourself anymore. You just want to be comfortable. You just want to pay your bills. You just want your family to be at peace. You just want to be okay. But here, Christian, this isn't your home. This isn't your home. This is a war field that we are on and God's grace and mercy, he's allowed us to be here to put his glory on display, to announce to the captives and those that are enslaved that this is not home. This is not right. Racism isn't right. Governmental divide isn't right. Coronavirus isn't right. Divorce isn't right. Insecurity isn't right. Mourning death isn't right. This isn't our home. This is not right. But there is a kingdom that is perfect. There's a kingdom that is whole. There's a kingdom that we belong to because of God. And he has announced the good news. And his good news is that his son has come and has purchased us and adopted us and cleansed us and made us new so that we can put it on display so that we can share it with others so that we can rescue people. What if kindness and goodness wasn't about your comfort like you would want, but it was about your discomfort so you could save captives. What if your kindness and goodness would release people from the slavery of their minds? What if someone was demon-possessed with worry and doubt? And because your kindness and goodness, you have broken through to release them and share the good news of Jesus, even though you two were enemies? What would it look like to have a conversation with a family member, specifically like a mom or dad, like high tension, just there's built up history there, and you would display kindness and goodness, even though you have been hurt and wronged, but you decide to be crucified. You decided to humble yourself. You decided to put yourself out there to show kindness and goodness, Without taking the step of faith, no one will ever experience God's kindness and goodness through us. This is what we're called to do. We don't do good to be good. We do good because Jesus is good. Cultivating goodness in ourselves and sharing it with others isn't something we do to be nice people. It's how we live to be more like Jesus, to show this world his glory. We want to put it on display, guys. Goodness involves not only right behavior, but also it's avoiding its opposite, evil. We see God's way in the Bible, and we are to model that by doing good and avoiding evil. And so Ever since we've seen that God's law has been established in Exodus, that there is a way to live for him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? And to love uh, your neighbor as yourself. So we have these two commandments here. And anything else that would, would not love God with everything in us and love our neighbor as ourselves is out of boundary with what God has. And so God doesn't want more drama in our lives, right? 
He doesn't want more worry and doubt. He wants us to live a life of freedom even here on earth starting now. And so lying isn't good for your friendships. Stealing isn't helpful for a community. Sleeping with anyone we please isn't a healthy relationship. But we avoid these things because they aren't beneficial for this new type of people God is making in us. The two words, like I said, kindness and goodness, are very closely tied together. And it's a full level of expression when we show it to one another. And so kindness and goodness can only be put on display when it's tested in relationships. And this is why when we interact with relationships, specifically with believers, like Paul talks a lot about like laying down our life for another believer. And I know they have a different personality and I know they have different temperaments and I know they might have cultural differences than you do. And I know they may function differently, but when we're all underneath the same banner as Jesus Christ, when we're all striving to be made more like Jesus. When we're like, uh, um, releasing ourselves and saying, Holy Spirit, like work in me. Like we are all trying to be more like our savior. And so even with these culturally differences, we don't build up walls and hate each other for it, but we are to exercise and to express kindness and goodness and put it on display. And then even that much more, take it even further, not just the household of God, but even to our enemies. Like we are supposed to love them well. Like, man, I got some coworkers, man. They think some crazy things about me. Um, And I am like, at first I was like slightly like offended by it. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like you would really think that about me, right? Uh, And then I reminded myself like, yo, like, like you're crushing it at work. Like I'm crushing it at work. Like I just, like I remember when um, I have a part-time gig and as I was working my part-time gig, Uh, I mean, I'm talking, I'm only been there for two months and I get in a staff meeting and, uh, basically it was like our branch of where we're at. Like they weren't really doing that well. Sales weren't doing that well. We just weren't really on top of our game. And the owner of the establishment and the general manager were basically like, yo, this new dude, Paul, he's crushing it. He's crushing it. And I just knew once they were bragging about me for like five minutes, the most uncomfortable five minutes of sitting in a room and everyone looking at you and you just started your job two months ago. You got people that have been there for five years or whatever. And they say like Paul's crushing it. And it's like, I knew there was a target on my back. But at the same time, I knew it was a display for Jesus to be like, yo, dude, excellence is being put on the table here. You know what I mean? Like, this is good. Like, this is good, Paul. And, like, I'm not going to let this get to my head. Like, oh, yeah, I'm the stuff. I'm the stuff. But I'm going to know that there's unredeemed people here, and they're going to do anything and everything they can to tear me down to be normal like them. And so they'll say all types of things about me, man. And they'll say it, like, in side comments, you know, when you're at work, and people make side comments about other people. And then they start making side comments about me to other people. And then other people would tell them, you know how, you know how the circle goes. And, and there I am. I can sister so-and-so, well, not even a sister, um, coworker so-and-so said this about you. I'm like, oh, cool. That's unfortunate. Like I gotta, I gotta like quickly respond. Like, dude, really? And my head is like, really? You think that about me? Like what? Like, how'd you get that? Like, I pray for you, girl. I pray for you, dude. I, like, got you on a list. Like, I sacrifice for you. I clean up after your mess. I don't even tell the managers when you screw up. 
Like I cover your back when you're drinking too much at work. Like I, I like I got your back. Like, what are you doing? Why are you backstabbing me? Like, right? All these things are like coming to my head. And like at the same time, what do I what do I need to do? I need to trust the Lord. And I need to be like, you know what, Lord? This is not my home. This is not my home. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to display kindness and goodness, even though this coworker does not deserve it. I have an opportunity to talk bad about them. I have an opportunity to really show you like, really, let's look at that. Let's look at the history and the character of this person, right? And I could easily do that. But, but what good is that? Zero. What is my mission as a Christian? I want to display God's glory and kindness to all the earth. How do I do that? Not gossiping. How do I do that? Speak words of truth. Now, hear me. I'm not asking you to be that person that just shares all these great things about everybody. No, 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 no. You can be real, but you ain't got to gossip about it. You, you, you can share a word of encouragement that's actually true, true and genuine. You don't have to fake it, right? I'm not saying fake some stuff, right? But I'm saying, what does it look like in everyday life for you to display this kindness and goodness? This isn't some high philosophy out there, pie in the sky. This is ground level in the home, at work, at school. Like, how can you display this when it's uncomfortable? How can you display this when everything is comfortable? How can you display goodness and kindness to everyone? So with kindness and goodness tightly knitted together, you need to know that you are rewarded in the final judgment. Like, God is looking for this type of characteristic (laughs) when he judges the earth. Like, I don't know if you knew this or not, but God is coming back for his children. And when we display this kindness and goodness to everyone else, what we're wanting is we're wanting to share the, the, the glory and the goodness of God so that people can uh, have forgiveness and be freed from the penalty of sin. And so they're not walking with chains and so they can be made alive instead of walking dead. And so what we do is we know that we're going to meet our Lord and Savior and he is actually looking for these attributes. He's looking for kindness and goodness. God expects us to cultivate and to show kindness and goodness in our lives as much as he is showing it to us. He continues to show us kindness and goodness. Have you noticed that? Like you deserve some wrath of God when you lied, when you looked at pornography, when you lied to your friend or your spouse, or or even when um, you decided not to forgive someone, but the Lord Jesus has forgiven you. He has displayed a level of mercy and grace and you didn't deserve it, but God freely gave it to you. If you wouldn't want to serve a God who didn't show his kindness and goodness towards us, why should anyone else want to serve God whose people cannot show his kindness and goodness to others. We give out and serve out to our neighbor well. That means we vote, we foster kids, we give to the poor, we help pay medical bills. We are generous with our time and our money and our effort. We model these qualities because he is so good to us, we can't help but share it to others. So let us yield to this transforming work of Christ in our hearts and, and, and display this. Like, this is what we're called to do. And again, let's go back to the good news of Jesus. He came in the form of a baby. He humbled himself, grew up in wisdom and in stature. When God's timing was right, he 
decided to get baptized. He humbled himself. He, the son of God came to be baptized, which was a, a, a representation of submitting underneath God and, and a, a type and symbol that we are dying to ourselves and rising again to God's new way of living. And Jesus submitted himself underneath those very things. And then he went to the wilderness. The, the Spirit of the Lord sent him to the wilderness, y'all, an uncomfortable space to be tempted and tried. And he came out victorious. And I know that a lot of us have been tempted and tried and we did not come out victorious. But because of Jesus living this perfect life and speaking words of life and kingdom, he lived the life that we should have lived and died a brutal death on a cross, being whipped and hit and murdered, hanging on a cross, naked and full of shame. He died and rose again to give eternal life to all those that believe. And I'm telling you, a lot of you have been in the wilderness. A lot of you are in the wilderness right now. It doesn't seem like there's much hope. It's just dry. There's nothing going on. And yet, because of God's grace and mercy, there's living water springing up in the midst of your wilderness. And God is giving you life and life more abundantly, not because you deserve it, not because you're awesome, but because he loves you and he loves you so much that he cleans you and he cleans you so that you can glorify God in all that you do. And so Christian, let's show kindness and goodness, not only to the household of God, but to our enemies. And that's the word of the day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hey, there's some important news. I am planting a church. Yes, I'm planting a church. It is exciting. Uh, the name of the church is Living Hope. We have a living hope because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And so if you have been blessed by this message, man, share it with others. And also, if you feel compelled to give, check out supportlivinghope.com for more details. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.